In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. So, hey guys, we're going to be doing something a little different for about the next uh, two months. Uh, for the next couple months, we're going to be answering some of your questions that you commonly ask us through our social media outlets. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From men in the arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Guys, this episode is sponsored by Juniper Mountain Trading Post, and I want to talk to you about their Bourbon Barrel Aged Collection. This is a collection of roasted coffee beans that are literally put in 15-year-old Kentucky bourbon barrels and rolled in the barrels. No sugar is added, no artificial flavor is added like a lot of your flavored coffees. This comes out straight from the barrels. I'm not a flavored coffee guy, but I love the taste of this bourbon barrel coffee and the different flavors that manifest whenever I drink it. And so you might want to check it out, guys. I love this company. They've got phenomenal coffee, and I encourage you to go check it out. If you go over there to junipermountaintradingpost.com, and when you're going through checkout, if you enter the word arena, they will give you 10% off your purchase. Men in the Arena Army, we salute you. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, your guide and host of today's number one podcast on Spotify, guiding you to your best version in the stress bubble of life and beyond. Welcome to today's show. Hey, guys, as you know, we are always collecting hero stories. We're looking for 365 hero stories every year. A hero story is a story of transformation that you've either seen in your life or for you wives, the man that you love. This is an opportunity for us to celebrate with you. And so when you write in with your hero story, if we use it, we want to send you some swag just to say thank you. So Roberto on TikTok, in response to a video I made, that said, Dad, when you get home from work, don't sit on the couch. What you do during that time will be written on your tombstone. He said this, not me. As soon as I get home, I'm working in the garage. <laughs> he said, but starting today, I'll spend time with my kids. So thank you, Roberto, for getting out of the garage and getting into the lives of your children. Hit us up at info at menintherena.org. We want to send you some swag to say thanks. So the question is, in this world where... In a divorce situation, men get lose half their income and get the kids taken away. Is it worth the risk? My, so, my the bigger question here is what? Again, we we get caught on these lower level questions. So, you're talking about the contract of marriage, and I'm talking about 
marriage as a covenant and a contract. But that's not even the question. The bigger question is, what is God calling you to? Is God calling you to singleness? You, you, may, you may be a man, and God is saying, I am going to give you the gift of singleness. I'm going to give you, as I did, the Apostle Paul. I'm going to give you the ability to minister. I'm going to, I'm going to remove uh, a lot of the passions and the drives that men have who are married, who, who marry because as we read in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I think, uh, it might be chapter 7, better to marry than to burn with passion. God may remove that to you, uh, from you, make you a spiritual eunuch, so to speak, so you can serve God with all of your passion and heart. Honestly, I, I mean, I love my wife with all my heart and all my kids, but man, if I could have served God without any kind of uh, distraction, man, that'd be rad. But that's just not how God wired me, and I'm thankful for that because I love my life. But maybe God has wired you that way. Or maybe you're just wounded because you went through a divorce and uh, you were uh, the kind of guy that you'd lost full custody of your kids and and you, you, you lost half your income. So I realize that with marriage, there is a tremendous risk. You know, the contract of marriage will save some of my stuff. But the covenant of marriage means I'm given everything over. Man, if my wife divorced me at this point, it would be completely devastating. I have given everything to her, and I believe she has given everything to me. So the bigger question is, what is God calling you to? If he's calling you, first of all, he's calling you to honor him with your life, to live a holy life, to live a pure life. The next question is, is he calling you to marriage? If he's calling you to marriage, then yeah. Go, yeah, then marriage is great. You need to go for it. Get married. You know, marry a godly woman, have a godly relationship, focus your lives around Jesus. Man, I, my wife and I don't even, I mean, when you talk about half your income and you're losing your kids, that's just never a discussion that came up for us. It just never came up because divorce was just never on the table for us. We were just all in, stubbornly all in. And I have found, and my wife and I joke about this, people ask us, how have you been together for 31 years? You guys have a great marriage. And we say two things, Jesus and stubbornness. Not in that order. <laughs> it has been a fight. It has been hard. But we are reaping the rewards of a life and a relationship fought for. So is marriage worth it? No, not if you're not called to it. Yes, if you are called to it. I, I wish I could, and I will say this, I'll add this caveat. I've done a lot of marriages over the years, and I require two things before I will even start the process with a couple. The first thing is, if divorce is an option, I, I, I ask couples to dive deep and to go into you know potential scenarios in a marriage, cheating, uh, a terminal illness, uh, uh, a life-altering tragedy, a, you know, like a car wreck or something, where one, you know one is, you know, maybe a paraplegic or a quadriplegic, or maybe a, a, a terminal illness like Lou Gehrig's disease or Parkinson's or Alzheimer's. I've got many men on this pod listening to this podcast who are caring for spouses who have those, and so you have to go back and say, if am I going to be committed to this marriage even if these things happen? And if couples say no, I say, well, I won't do your wedding. So if divorce is not an option, I will do their wedding. And the second thing I require is premarital counseling so that couples are equipped and they understand what they're getting into. So that I'll add that to this question because I think it's really important. It's really important to enter into a marriage where divorce is never on the table. Yeah, so the question is, what is the bare minimum required 
to qualify as married. Now we get two different perspectives over here. I've got couples living together in a monogamous relationship and they're like, Hey, we're married in God's eyes. You know, we don't have to go through a ceremony. We don't have a piece of paper, blah, blah, blah. And I just think that's a cop out, not biblical. There's no commitment there. And over here, we've got these couples saying we're, you know, we're anti-government and we're, you know, and we want to just, what's the bare minimum. We've got all these different perspectives. And so my opinion on this matter is this. I believe that biblical marriage is twofold. They're two sides, the same coin on one side we have, and this is what I say in every marriage I perform on one side, we have a legal contract. There is a recognized contract that is legal and binding. We go to the county clerk, we fill out a form, we pay some money, we get a marriage license. In fact, I just put one in the mail today <laughs> for a, a marriage I performed recently. And, and I don't know what the laws are of your state, but depending on state to state, that paper makes a difference. So that paper is a legal binding contract. But then on the other side of that coin is a spiritual covenant it's, it's something that you have done with another person where a contract protects me and my stuff from you and potential litigation. A covenant is an all or nothing, uh, no holds barred. It's really everything I have is yours. I'm taking a tremendous risk and I'm giving you my fiscal resources. I'm giving you my physical resources. I'm giving my, you my heart. Everything I have is yours. So you have a covenant and this is made under God and the covenant and the, the contract is made under the government. And we see Jesus in the Bible. We see Jesus saying, render unto Caesar what is Caesar, Caesar's. We also see a situation in the Bible where Peter says, hey, we need to pay the tax and we don't have the money. And, and Jesus told Peter, hey, go in, throw a line in the water. It's the only time in the Bible somebody caught a fish with a fishing pole. He catches a fish with a fishing pole. And inside of it, Jesus said, there will be a coin. Use that coin to pay the tax. So Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior of the world, abided on a level with the government. But I realize that there is an element where we have to abide with and comply with government. We just That's just what we need to do. On the other side of it, there is a covenant between us and God. And in my opinion, based on Scripture, my covenant with God supersedes my contract with a government. In fact, I believe that biblical covenant of marriage is greater by far than a contract, but you need them both. And so to me, the bare minimum is legal contract and covenant under God. And to me, that under God part means you need to have a ceremony with somebody who is a representation of Jesus Christ, so a pastor. So I'm not a fan of going to the county clerk's office and getting married because in that process, you're removing, when you go to the county clerk's office and get married or you get married by a ship's captain or you get married at a judge's, a ju by a judge, you're removing that, that collaboration, if you will, with a representative of Jesus Christ. So I want to have a representative of Jesus Christ bringing covenant to my marriage, and I want some form of government bringing legal contract to my marriage. I believe both of those are important and are a bare minimum requirement for a marriage. So the question is, what is your favorite Bible verse and who is your favorite person in the Bible? Man, I've got a lot of them. I'm going to have to go with a, a dynamic duo here. I'm going to go back to Numbers chapter 13. Uh, I'm going to go with Joshua and Caleb because these are two guys that recognize something that most of us do not recognize. 
And the sooner that you recognize this in life, the sooner you're going to have success and you'll be committed to following Jesus in an unwavering fashion. Here it is. Ready? The majority is usually wrong. The majority of pop culture, the majority in education, the majority on social media, the majority is usually wrong. Caleb and Joshua understood this. Joshua ended up outliving every one of his generation. He moved into the promised land on sandals that never wore out, with clothes that never wore out, with a blade on a sword that never dulled. And, and because these Caleb, I love Caleb at 85 years old, said, hey, I'm just as strong as I was when I was young. Let me take the hill country. And you guys know tactically that taking hill country from a lower, lower level position is strategically a poor move. But Caleb did it. These guys went against the grain. They went against the flow. And we have an. Or my wife and I formed an organization for uh, some things we're doing called Upriver. And it's because we want to be reminded that it's only when you go against the current that you are probably working in truth. So that's that's my. Those are my favorite Bible characters. Uh, my favorite Bible verse. I'm going to have to go with verses that I pray over people more often than others. That what are the you know my favorite books are the books I've read multiple times. My favorite verses are verses I, I use in ministry. I love Philippians chapter 4 verses 4 through 9. I just did a podcast on this recently which talks about you know Paul from prison is saying rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. You know, he talks about God being near then he says do not be anxious for anything but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. And the God of peace who transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. I love that. I believe that when we fully trust, fully surrender, anxiety goes away, worry goes away, depression goes away, greed goes away, selfishness goes away. Another verse that I pray over people more than any other verse has got to be James chapter 1, verse 5, where God promises that if we ask for wisdom, he will give it to us. And I'll tell you what, we live in a day and age we need wisdom. I think of young Solomon. Young Solomon says, hey man, God, please, of all the things, give me, give me wisdom. And it's funny because God gave him wisdom. But it's interesting because wisdom must be pursued because Solomon, if you read this, if you read, you know, uh, for example, Proverbs where it says, you know, may your wife be a loving doe, uh, 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 may her breast satisfy you always. You know, well, that's great wisdom, Solomon, but he had a thousand wives. So he had 2,000 breaths at his disposal. So he didn't follow his own wisdom. So wisdom has to be pursued throughout your life. So it's something that we have to pray for daily because I can have wisdom. I can have the wisdom of Solomon today and I can have the foolishness of a joker tomorrow. And so uh, James chapter one, verse five, I love. And of course, you know, you, you got to go with the John three sixteen, of, of course, because that really is the foundation for our lives, right? That God loved us. And if we give our lives to Jesus, uh, we have eternal life in him, right? So those are a couple of my verses I, I lean on pretty hard. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. At the Men in the Arena podcast, we try to answer any questions that you have. So please keep sending them in. And if this podcast has helped you on your journey to becoming the best version of you, please like, subscribe, and share this link with one of your bros. Until next time. Feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. 
What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.